0: Hey you damn guys, welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas and I'm here with
1: Oh
2: be And I'm Hayden Orr. Whoa. Hayden Orr. Hayden's in the house. Yes. Hayden Orr. Thank you for joining us, Hayden. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to come on and talk to you guys about this comic.
3: We're super excited to have you, yes. Book Club member.
0: Yeah, thanks so much. And we just had you on recently with Ross. Yeah. We had like a creator special, you know. I had Ross talking about all his art and his comics, and then Hayden was talking about his podcast. Last book on the shelf. How's it going over there? What are you guys going on for winter holiday times?
2: Well, first of all, I gotta say I, I meant to to say it uh, last time I was on. You called that episode the uh, like your creator episode, like creators, and out of I think it's a little unfair to uh, compare me and my podcast to All what right. ross radke doing <laughs> sure that man is uh that man is like a, a fucking drawing machine really that's is. true uh but i do appreciate it i just wanted to uh, to, to <laughs> point that out that ross is like an insane person who only ever works and never stops to rest it seems like but yeah we are doing we did it last year too uh for december it's technically um my co-host tj's month to pick uh but he for the holiday season decided to uh do a little like christmas special thing uh so we do his media pick and then uh we all three pick something else uh, to do for december book comic movie video game whatever oh that's Uh, so yeah so instead of two episodes in that month we have four and uh, we call it Decemberment because uh, <laughs> most of the time it's it's like mostly horror. I think mm-hmm. last year it was all horror, and this year <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's all horror stuff too. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll have four episodes out. Uh, we've got two of them recorded. One of them should be out any day now. We had a little uh, scheduling snafu because uh, we we all three work full time jobs still, so yeah, it's yeah. a little complicated getting uh getting everything out uh, at the right time but by uh, by the end of december we'll have four new episodes out wow that's a lot nice, that's nice. a lot Very of episodes good, good job good. excited awesome I, was, I mean while you guys do like basically do four a month i mean you do one every week when yeah. you
3: say you guys, <laughs> I think you probably mean John. Because mm. Auburn and well, I don't do jack shit. <laughs> hey, that's not true. Right, you guys John, do. <laughs> a, yeah. I
1: drive
4: over here? You do drive over here.
3: <laughs> that is true. No, you do drive over here. But it's a lot closer. Uh, no, you do drive. I, and we appreciate that, and I thank you for that. Okay, I don't do anything. I sit mm-hmm. down like right as we're about to start and talk a bunch of bullshit and then leave. And yeah, you
2: bring the talent and the entertainment <laughs> I feel like
3: my job is mostly to irritate John.
2: Uh, and that's
1: like outside of the podcast, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm full time on that.
3: What I'm saying is John has to edit this and you would not believe how much editing he has to do.
2: Yeah, because
3: I'm the worst.
2: You would not believe it.
3: I'm obnoxious. <laughs>
2: Uh, i mean yeah. we, uh, we've seen the uh the outtakes and bloopers episodes that's and not even scratching the surface
3: it <laughs> really isn't <laughs> at all
2: it's just the tip of the iceberg yeah all right but this is our book club podcast yeah, we're reading is. comics
0: we're talking to our friends and now danielle's going to tell you all about it no Go I'm on. not
3: Hayden is going to tell you all about
2: it oh, oh. Okay. so here's the thing uh it's a book club hmm. and so we're going to read a book we're going to get on here we're going to talk about it we're going to say all the things that it make us it made us feel how it uh, uses the creative medium of comics to tell a story and then you're going to listen to that and you're going to read it or maybe you've already read it and then you're going to send a, hey, you damn guys, which can be an email, a social media post, or a, oh yeah, a voicemail. I had a brain fart. I forgot what to call a voicemail there. You're so thorough, uh, You though. send a voicemail, just like, you know, Robert Newham always does. Yes. <laughs> and then we'll talk about what you talked about in your, hey, you damn guys. And then that's a book club.
3: That is a book club.
2: You repeat. Yeah. It's an endless cycle of, of rebirth and and friendship. And
0: <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you, for you that. so I much. Very good. I got some shouts outs for this week. Shouts, shouts
2: outs. Shouts outs.
0: So there's this little guy. He's um he he likes comics. He's a he's a kid of one of my friends okay. in San Antonio. He was born with some special needs. Sure. Right. So right on. Um, you know, he has autism and he has like this chromosomal deletion thing. Right on. okay. And he also has epilepsy. Oh, wow. And so all these conditions, you know, it makes it difficult for him, but, you know, he's doing his best. But recently he got tested for something called SUDEP. Okay. Which is... Basically, a condition where you could have a, you could just have a seizure so bad that you could just die. Oh no, right? I don't
3: and like that. And he's
0: like at an increased risk for that, wow. so, or something like that. So there's this device, and I actually looked it up. It's called a VNS. It's like a pacemaker, right? And they do surgery. They give you this device, and it connects to like a nerve on your spine. Oh, and wow. so when you're having a seizure, it interrupts it.
4: Oh, and oh, so wow. not good. only.
0: Not only does it decrease the amount of seizures that you have, but it also decreases like
3: like this... the severity of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like, anyway, they're trying to get this thing, and sure, you know, healthcare yeah. in America oh, is man. horrible. So, so what, what do people have to do? They have to do a GoFundMe, right? Yeah, right. And so they have a GoFundMe going on. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, this kid Demetrios, you know, he's a good kid. He's 16 years old, and you know, he could have a seizure one day, and he could just that could be it. We you don't know? want that, and that sucks. No, I don't want you know, know. so. If there's a medical device that could help, you know, I really want to try and push that. So this is a friend of mine. And I'm like, man, you know, I've, I'll mention it on my show and yeah. see what I can do, you know. So anyway, I wanted to give that a shout out. So, you know, five, ten dollars, you know, if you if you're able to. I know it's the holiday times and stuff like that, but they'll really be helpful Trying, a
4: buck
3: if you get like two bucks that's yeah. also
0: helpful the yeah. surgery is like in the beginning of january so they're trying to raise this money you know as quickly as possible so anyway they're about halfway there you know hopefully this can provide a little push i'm hoping so if you're inclined uh check that out in the show notes help this little guy out he deserves a chance all right on with the show and now we're going to go on to our listener feedback
1: listener feedback,
0: feedback.
3: listener feedback from the feedback that's right <laughs>
1: I feel like I should have sounded like a horse there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Get out, trade some Get out, hardback copies.
1: Digital is fine. Read along time. Get out. So,
0: last and week, floppies. we had some movie talk. And what do you see? What do you say? We're okay. talking about a bunch of different movies that we watched. Right. And we heard from Drew Campbell.
3: Drew Campbell book club member
0: yes he said oh man i love amelie one of my all-time favorite movies i was working at a theater when it came out and i watched it i don't know how many times but thinking about it now i feel kind of bad because i was seeing it for free so i wasn't supporting the filmmakers What? i don't think, that that's, I don't think, a, think that's you were at your job it's fine yeah it's, yeah, fine. it's yeah, fine it's fine to do that
3: we have we've all decided
2: that's fine <laughs>
1: I, I used to go see movies for free all the
0: time
3: Yeah, yeah. no, it's... when I worked
1: at the movie theater. I didn't sneak in or anything. Oh,
3: no, <laughs> yeah.
2: I never worked at a theater. Uh, I always kind of wanted to, but uh, never really actually applied to the, the theater that we had in our hometown. But I uh, had a close friend uh, that I'm not super close with anymore. But at the time, we were really close friends who worked at our local theater. And uh, he actually he got me some really, really cool stuff. I actually don't know where one of them is but he got me uh when thor the dark world came out
3: thor the dark thor
2: thor the dark thor that's
3: a great and you know what people hate on that movie i like it i think it's good yeah like it's a good one.
2: Oh yeah plus it's enjoyable knowing that christopher eccleston got a, a big fat paycheck for that <laughs> uh, Did he? he 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 deserves oh gosh, to just man. get He had to wear so paycheck. much
3: makeup i guess is what that was
2: about I don't oh, know. yeah well no just i mean in general. He, he just deserves to get paychecks and be petty towards the monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, he love does it. do that, doesn't he? Does he does do that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he got me one of the big like lobby posters Oh, uh, nice! The dark World, which, I mean, is, is too big for me to really do anything with, but it's super cool. I've still That's got great. it uh, somewhere. And then he also got me, which this one I was really shocked about, that they were just letting the employees take these things. He got me the film reel for the last or the second to last Resident Evil movie. What? The, oh wow. The, the reel itself? Like, yes, the, reel, the the actual film. What? Wow. They
3: didn't have to return that? So
0: you can like you could watch it if you had like a projector.
3: I don't understand. <laughs> they don't even, they don't return those?
1: See, I,
0: I
2: guess the not. I what asked is- him about it and he was like, yeah, my manager just told me, you know, we could pick up like these extra film reels they had and take them uh, home if we wanted.
3: What? <laughs> Somebody's lying to someone along that I, chain somewhere.
2: I'm sure, but I didn't question it and so i have a film reel for the second to last i don't know if we should put that on (laughs) here someone's gonna come looking for you i used uh,
1: when i worked at the theater we had to return those things all the time yeah they would let us do whatever we wanted to with the trailers so like for a while i had that's great um a bunch of the kill bill trailers and then one day i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do with these
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's wild that's truly wild wild. really good i don't even know how to respond to that that's incredible
0: (laughs) well we were talking about amelie drew campbell and chris egan he also chimed in chris egan
3: book club member
0: yes um they chimed in they recommended city of lost children which i guess is by the same director Mm -hmm. did you mention that movie
1: no i mentioned a very long engagement but i forgot about city of lost children have you seen that one it came out in the 90s i saw it once a zillion years ago
0: I don't, remember, I, I don't think I ever saw that. What about you, Hayden? Have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. I love that movie.
2: It's got a uh, very young Ron Perlman in it. It does. Or not very young, but pretty young, where his hair is, you know, actually still got color and not gray. Cool. I'll
1: just check that out. It, the same guy also went on to direct Alien Resurrection.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Is that the yeah, director from Amelie? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. wow. Um, <laughs>
3: isn't just the, a broad
2: uh, range? I'm pretty sure the... The in Alien Resurrection, the guy that's in the uh, wheelchair is uh, in... Is he in both or is he only in City of Lost Children? I think that's him. I don't I know. I'm I haven't sure. seen it.
3: I don't know what anyone's talking about <laughs> at any given time. I still can't get over... I'm still I'm still at the guy that felt bad for uh, seeing movies for free while working in the movie theater. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> My guy. <laughs> that's
3: the whole thing. When you work at a place... Mm-hmm. You get free or discounted goods or services there. That's that's what ha- that's how you do that. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. yeah.
3: When I worked at a grocery store, it was discounted groceries. Yeah. You know, I work at a frame shop. I get I get to do like discounted framing. Yeah. It's like that's how that works. That's what that's what that's what it is.
0: Yes. Okay. We've decided it's fine.
2: The council has spoken.
0: Yes. <laughs> Chris also said, and along with other kaiju, talk go see Godzilla minus one. I am a fan of the new American Godzilla stuff, though I, surprisingly, even to myself, don't love King of the Monsters as much as you guys do. Mm. Minus One absolutely mops the floor with everything Warner Brothers Legendary has done in the last 10 years. Go figure. Japan is better at Godzilla movies than we are.
3: That doesn't
2: surprise me. I mean, it sounds cool. Uh, Me and John uh, went and saw it uh, last weekend, and it is truly, like... Incredible. Are, are, have you guys seen like a lot of Godzilla movies? Are you just kind of seen like the the American ones and maybe some of the older ones?
3: The second thing that you said. <laughs> uh,
2: have you guys ever seen the original, like the '54 version? Yeah. I don't think I have. Okay. I don't think I've actually.
0: seen I watched
3: it with my dad. My dad used to show me all these old. Uh, Is that the
2: one where Japanese he flies movies? like
0: horizontal <laughs> across the screen?
2: <laughs> no, that's uh, that's actually oh. one of my favorite movies. It's Godzilla versus. Uh, uh, is it Godzilla? It's either Godzilla versus Gaigan or Godzilla versus. Uh, no, it's Godzilla versus Megalon,
4: which mm. is the direct
2: sequel to Godzilla versus Gaigan. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he uh, he does a flying uh, double leg drop. So good. Uh, uh, while while a uh, a robot is holding the bad guy kaiju like with his arms behind his back for Godzilla to uh, get the whammy on him. That's great. <laughs> um, but no, it. the. Uh, the 54, like, you know, the original is like a really like genuinely harrowing, you know, like horror movie that deals with the ramifications of nuclear, you know, testing and the atomic bomb and all that stuff. Um, and it's it's got like, you know, a, a really serious tone and it's, you know, it, it treats, you know, that all of that with a lot of reverence. And Godzilla Minus One really kinda like taps into that same that same vein because it's it's directly after World War Two, like literally right as the movie begins, the war is like ending. The characters are great. That's like the biggest problem with a lot of kaiju movies in general, is people always complain like there's too much people stuff and there's not enough big monster fights. Mm. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, you can't just have big monster fights. You've got to have compelling you know, characters. But do you see a lot of Godzilla real.
3: though? Is there a lot of Godzilla in that one?
2: Uh there there's a fair amount. Alright, um, okay. But there's there's still probably some people that'd be like, Well, it's not enough Godzilla for me. <laughs> but the thing is, like, the human characters. Godzilla, so... All Godzilla
3: all the time. You can't have all Godzilla all the time. He can't be on the screen at all yeah, times. Yeah. I would like him on the screen a fair amount, though. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. But I mean all the time you're gonna get sick of him. It's like eating your <laughs> favorite food all the time. Sure. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. But uh I don't know who wrote the script off the top of my head. Really, really like real, genuine, like human, you know, characters. They're they're really fleshed out. They've got, you know, really understandable motivations and uh and all that. That sounds uh, great. And
3: that sounds like a great recipe for a great movie. What I want to know is how big is he? Is he is he real <laughs> big? Or is he no. like how big is he?
2: See, here's the thing with that is like uh, the American movies, especially, they've been just making Godzilla bigger and bigger and bigger. I like a
3: big Godzilla though. I
2: think he's great. I mean, I do too. But at the same time, there, I feel like there's a threshold where at a certain point, you're like, this, this is too big. This man's too big. <laughs> he's <laughs> too big of a boy. He's a big boy. The city's not even like a city to him anymore. It's like a yeah. little, uh, you know, <laughs> a little pound like in his yeah. living room. Yeah,
3: <laughs> he's also the savior of the city. Right, he's the he's the he's the king of monsters. He's the savior of the city. He saves them all. Uh, what's this? Is this Godzilla? He's is he a big savior? Or Is he a little oh, just no. like a mean no, this, guy? Is he real yeah,
2: mean? This Godzilla is a, he's a he's a hater. Ooh, he's a, real he's a big hater. hater. Ooh, yeah,
0: yeah. I kind of want to. I've heard that it's so good that like I got an extended run. In oh the theaters, wow! Because it was supposed oh, yeah. to leave like this week, and they've extended. Yeah. Would you? Is that something you'd be interested in checking out? Hell yeah. That would be great. We should go check this out Extended maybe. Until uh
2: December 14th or 15th, I think. Hmm. Okay. okay. But yeah, they it's it's really great. Highly recommend. Um And the cast you said they're Godzilla. good. Oh, absolutely. Like awesome. probably probably my favorite human cast from like any Godzilla movie and I have seen almost all of them. All right. Um also a really cool scene that like actually makes Godzilla like genuinely terrifying. It's oh, uh, I, I won't spoil it, but it's okay. um, very very scary. Like you're really like genuinely on the on the edge of your seat. It's like, oh shit! Is he gonna oh, get? No. Is he gonna get him? <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna get <laughs> <laughs> him? Gonna get
3: them? Yeah. Well, this is from the Godzilla expert. That this is a this is an excellent yes. Godzilla movie. So in endorsements. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you for the recommendation. Thanks. Thanks, Chris Egan. He also said, "I love Pacific Rim." I never forget the opening night IMAX screening. You guys reminded me that watching it in december is a tradition for me i started watching it one year when doing decorating my parents house like nine years ago and it's been sort of a tradition ever since i need to throw that on after seeing the sequel in the theater i walked out with my head hung low they killed off and ruined some of the best characters in the original it equates to about the same level as shitty as a transformers movie (laughs) (laughs) no offense to the two good transformers movies um yeah, Pacific Rim is amazing. I, we haven't rewatched the sequel though. I think you have my copy I don't of think it already. I feel you
3: like have
2: your copy.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, you shouldn't
2: um, um, you, you should not do that. He mentioned that
3: it that he watched it 9 years ago. There's no way that movie came out 9 years ago. I feel like that movie came out like 3 years ago. Right.
1: Oh no, no it came out like about 10 11 years fuck? ago. Yeah.
0: It
3: can so it's 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 over a decade old. Oh yeah. That movie. Why do I feel like that movie's 3 wow. years old? That's yeah. so weird. It's a great movie. Man, I don't know what time is. I don't know. I have no concept of time at all.
0: We also heard from Andrew Craddock.
1: Andrew Craddock.
3: Book club member.
0: (laughs) Yes, he said, Amelie is quite possibly my favorite movie. It's one of those I would throw on while doing other things or as a pick-me-up. Just a beautiful, lovely film. Mm. When my wife and I traveled to France, I actually made it a point to find some of the locations Aww. from the film. That's cute. So you can actually Aww. go to some of the... Lo- I thought that, that was so cool. I was like, man, I'd love to do that.
3: Some iconic ID photo booths. There
0: you go, yeah. your ID. He said, on Pacific Rim, I recommend listening to the episode on the science behind the concept. He air-quoted science. Oh, or yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, providing yeah. the air sure, quotes, sure. but you know what I mean. Absolutely. He said, um
3: Absolutely each
0: episode they have a comedian and scientist engineer discussing the plausibility of movies and shows, and you're welcome. That's fun. And he linked this podcast, it's called The Good, the Bad and the Science. And they have an episode on Pacific Rim. Is that kind of okay. like
3: Mythbusters S. I don't know. I, I want to check it out though. That's fun. Yeah,
0: because it sounds like something I would like. Sure. Regarding Leonid the Vampire, we heard again from Chris Egan, he said, like Leonid, having people mad at me is also my kink.
3: Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. There are so many of my favorite characters who could probably fall under that <laughs> category. So yeah. I'm having a great time yeah. over here. That's great.
0: And Drew Campbell said Leonid the Vampire, of the movie starring Robert Newham as the doll baby.
3: Absolutely. There you go. Yep. Absolutely. Love I would love that.
0: We called it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks for the feedback, everybody. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. Well, I guess uh, going on to our book club episode. No, sorry, you have something, Aubrey? What do you see? What do yeah, you say? what are you skipping? My oh, yeah, I for? forgot. Okay, yes. And now we're going to go on to our next Thank segment. You, Aubrey.
3: <laughs> what do you see? What do you say? What do you see? What are you saying? I
0: almost forgot to see in what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Um,
3: I've been watching Blue Eye Samurai, and let me tell you something. It's incredibly rude. So <laughs> watch out. I what is like, this okay
0: what is it? okay okay give okay, us some background okay. i have no idea what you're talking okay. about okay
3: so i was like oh an anime uh, let's what is this it's okay. a netflix anime what is that i don't know what that is i had i'm like okay watching this like oh a unique animation style all right mm-hmm. oh some tropes but a fresh style I'll, I'll see where this goes oh no okay oh no it's very extremely rude
0: yeah, and, how do you mean?
3: Oh, man, in every possible way I could possibly mean <laughs> that. Like explicit? Wow, incredibly explicit in every way you can think of. Okay. Nothing's off the table, so watch out.
0: Are you enjoying it, though?
3: Well, you know, here's the thing. Is is it it's crazy? so engaging. It
0: provides quite a thrill. That I
3: basically <laughs> will just have to, like, you know, like I do with movies that I I know are like a bit much, but I can't help it. Cause it's a yeah. great movie and I got to get through it for the movie. That's what I'm doing. So like, I'm like, Oh, this is too gory or whatever. This is too explicit or whatever it is. I just kind of like unfocused my eyes for a bit and it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Cause it's, you know, the characters,
4: the nice. voice
3: acting, like the voice actors are so good and the, and the, you know, it's got like, there's just a lot of, it's great. Okay. And so even despite the fact that it is just chock full of stuff that I don't really like, yeah. Or stuff that you've maybe seen before. They do it in a way where you're just drawn into it and it's engaging. And I don't, I'm like, fuck. Wow. God damn it. They fucking got me. So okay. cool.
4: yeah.
0: Great one.
3: Yeah. But just watch out for real.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Just go in there. Just a lot. Yeah. But it's great. No. Well, um, awesome. I, I want to check that out. It's so great. Sounds like something I would like, you know, you, uh, mentioning that made me think of something. Cause I have been watching some anime, um, but on the other end, I was kind of wanting to watch old school stuff, so sure, I watched yeah. I watched you Ghost in the Shell, yeah. love um, And I watched Akira, oh, right. yeah, love in, So um, you
3: watched Ghost in the Shell and you watched Akira like back to back.
0: Yes, I have the I got the 4K of both of them, and oh. I thought to throw them both on back to back one Saturday, right? Nice. And um, it was really cool. Anime. And I was and I was telling Danielle like, what are some other movies of that era that are like that because it has such a unique animation style. Sure, mm-hmm.
3: I've been trying to get you to watch Evangelion.
0: Right. Okay. Oh, Neon yeah. Genesis. Yeah. yeah.
3: And uh, I think you just need to buckle up and watch that.
0: Uh, you had also mentioned Perfect Blue. Uh, yeah, you seen haven't that. seen that. That's yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, it, really is good. it is good. I kind of yeah. want to see yeah. that one. And then I wasn't um,
3: prepared for that one either. I like someone was like, "Oh, we should watch this," and yeah. I was like, "Okay," and it was like, uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then um, and then, do you remember
1: Ninja Scroll? I was about to say Ninja Scroll. Yeah,
0: that's another one that I haven't seen in forever that I'd like to revisit. So that's kind of, I'm kind of on that right now. A little bit of a, a kick of that. that I a little bit of a
2: kick over yeah, here, guys. Send me,
0: or, do you have any other recommendations, Hayden, from that kind of era of uh, anime?
2: Have you ever watched any of the Vampire Hunter D? Yeah, I've, uh, I've watched uh, both Vampire of those. Just yeah. I forgot to oh, mention,
0: yeah. I actually watched Bloodlust and the original 1985 Ooh. Vampire Hunter D. Um, yeah, a nice. professional
1: good. 13
0: oh yeah i remember that one yeah yeah Aubrey. yeah but vampire <laughs> hunter d thank you that's another great one man i i used to really love that series
1: i used to really like fist yeah. of fury but i don't know if i like it i don't know if it holds up yeah yeah, yeah. there were
0: some elements of vampire hunter d that no, i kind no,
1: of not yeah. Fist of fury fist of the north star oh i see yeah oh,
2: yeah. yeah actually speaking of evangelion the creator of that series uh hideckiano hmm. is the guy that directed the 2016 godzilla movie shin godzilla to bring it back to Godzilla, real quick,
3: Ooh.
2: Uh, which is very, very good.
3: I've heard Shin Godzilla is good. I have not seen it.
2: If you do watch it, be warned that there is a lot of scenes of bureaucrats in Japan Amazing. trying to trying to like do bureaucratically the handling of Godzilla, and what? it's it like people complain about it, but it's, it's intentional. Like it's partly a satire of right. sure, of Japan. like if
3: there was a situ like a situation like that going on, it we'd be buried in like paperwork and red tape and Right.
2: Instead right. of actually doing
3: uh, a thing, doing something yeah. about it. Yeah.
2: But a lot of people complain about it and they don't realize that, you know, it's, supposed it's intentional. To be like that. Yeah. So uh, but the Godzilla of that of that movie is uh less of like a, a radioactive monster and more just like an abomination. It's like a mm. God's mistake. Made physical, oh. uh, it's it's horrible.
3: I feel like the radio radioactive part. I feel like the radiation part of it is kind of like the whole thing, right? Or right. no? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't
2: that like it's, the yeah. whole
3: reason that character yeah. exists?
2: Yeah, but he looks yeah. like way different than Godzilla right. normally looks. If, if you've seen a lot of people share images of of Shin Godzilla online, looks like a big scab. It's awful. It's horrible.
3: I don't know. I feel like I feel like removing <laughs> a big scab. I feel like removing the entire political framework for the creation of a character in a story is maybe what would that look like like why
1: yeah well watch the movie sure yeah. i guess i will check it out all right nice what about you aubrey all right so um kathy has been showing me one of her favorite korean dramas it's called secret garden
3: you were saying yeah, yeah
1: and this one is it's a, like a freaky friday a body swap between a guy and a girl, you know, okay. they switch places and all that. Kathy and I were sitting there thinking, "Why are they trying to keep this secret from anybody? If like you and I switch places, I think everybody would know almost immediately. Immediately, <laughs> immediately. I mean, it, if you couldn't figure it out, I would be like texting John. It would be immediate. Shit, I'm Kathy now. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. it would just be so obvious. I think
3: I would just sit still until all of that got sorted,
1: <laughs> probably. <laughs> And then to to bring it back to Godzilla, I watched Godzilla Final Wars.
3: Did you really? Yeah. What is that? Oh, nice. The main
1: reason I wanted to see it is because apparently one of the monsters he fights in there was the Godzilla from 1998, and he just like beats the shit <laughs> super fast. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: Zilla, Zilla,
1: yeah. yeah. But it's it's it is a wild movie. Like it's got aliens that look like Peter Parker from Spider Man Three, what? emo Peter, emo oh. Peter. Wow. But more angry i don't know it's just like <laughs> <laughs> and oh man it, it, it's just crazy and fun. and there's like godzilla's just fighting monsters and blowing shit up and it's just it's fun <laughs> nice
0: good one lots of godzilla talk i'm excited i want to go see this new one what about you hayden what are you seeing and what are you saying
2: uh i recently uh partly for uh our show last book on the shelf uh i re re-watched a couple of um Christmas classics. There here in like the last three or four years I've had these in the rotation around December. Two horror movies. Uh one is Black Christmas, which is like the original Black Christmas directed by uh Bob Clark, I think is his name. He did a Christmas story. You know, You'll shoot your eye out. Oh, wow. Oh, really? I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. I made my parents watch it uh with me last year at Christmas time. <laughs> and my mom's like kind of into horror movies uh a little bit. My dad absolutely is not. But uh I was like, "Hey, you know the, you know, Christmas story because that's like one of his favorite Christmas movies." He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Same director." And he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> Cuz Black Christmas is <laughs> like a completely like 180 from uh, a Christmas story and then the other one is Christmas Evil which is uh another older movie i think it's 19 uh, uh, yeah 1980 it's a, a little weirder i wouldn't even really i mean it gets categorized as horror and a lot of people like treat it like a slasher and there's definitely some elements of that in there but it's it's more like a weird uh like psychological kind of breakdown of this character who like desperately wishes that he was santa claus um and it's i don't know it's it's weird and it's sad and it's like got a really great christmas like vibe to it and that's honestly that's kind of a lot of my favorite uh movies in general but christmas movies is just like weird and sad and awful
4: <laughs> but set during christmas
2: uh, and at the end, it kind of turns into like a, a fantasy film, like in the very last like five minutes somehow. So, oh, cool. Okay. Uh, and then I read a uh, Michael McDowell book, which is um, uh, one of the one one of the two Michael McDowell books that Mike Mignola did a cover for. It's called Gilded Needles. It's set in uh, 1882 in New York, and it's uh, sort of like a crime family drama kind of story. It's very good, very good. I could see why is a fan of it and and did a cover for it. Nice. Okay, nice. cool.
0: Yeah, I think I saw that being shared. i got to check that out. That sounds awesome. Excellent. Great recommendations, especially for holiday times. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. That brings us right into our holiday theme for the month.
3: Is there a holiday theme for the month?
0: Yes, we're doing all these. That's a Leonid the Vampire, you know, and had the kind of Yule Time vibes at the end of it. And so does this one. Uh, we're going to be talking about Klaus, or Klaus, right? However you want to say it. Um, and I especially am glad to have Hayden on here for that, because you gifted us these volumes. So sweet. Um, for the holiday times. I thought that was really sweet. And you were You, so sweet. you recommended this series um, for us to check out. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, how you came across this series.
2: I went come out like 2017, 2016, I think. Yeah. Um, I was uh visiting my not so local comic book store. It's like an hour away. I was just kinda in there killing time, looking for whatever. I, I hadn't heard this book get talked about, you know, as it was coming out, but I saw it and I was like, Oh, Santa Claus. I was like, Oh oh, Grant Morrison, Santa Claus? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so I, I picked it up. I from like the very first issue, I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to keep reading this. And so I added it to my uh poll list and um read the whole series and absolutely loved it. And then pretty much every year up until like I think COVID, twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, I think was the last one. And I don't know, I Grant Morrison hasn't um announced if they're gonna be doing any more Klaus stories. Uh I hope that they do. But they uh, they did one every year with the same artist, Dan Mora, who is uh, really popular now. Uh, he's working on a bunch of like, he's doing the Shazam book for DC and right. the uh, Superman, Batman like team up book, super cool artist. Uh, and it was so cool getting to see him, you know, every year do a new, they only did one issue per year instead of like a whole, you know, uh, series, like a miniseries but they were all really great uh the series has got that really really fun crazy like cosmic uh grant morrison flavor yeah. to it uh and it it only it, believe me i don't know john if you've uh, looked ahead uh, any at, at the other uh, volumes <laughs> but uh it it gets even crazier than the end of this uh mini that we're reading uh for the for the month gets
0: yeah No, I have looked ahead a little bit, and yeah, it does look like there's some wild stuff coming up. Yeah, but I thought I would check this out. Thank you so much for sending us these books. So this is a seven-issue miniseries. Today we're going to be reading issues one through four, which were published by Boom Studios from November 2015 to March 2016, written by Grant Morrison. Art by Dan Mora and Letters by Ed Dukeshire. We all know who Grant Morrison is. We've covered them on other episodes of the podcast, including New X-Men and the entirety of All-Star Superman we did on this podcast. Dan Mora is a Costa Rican comic book artist, and he's worked on some comics for Boom Studios, such as Hext and Power Rangers. And like Hayden said, he's doing all the DC comic stuff now. Let's talk about this cover. Uh, so, this cover is pretty wild. I like this. Like, it already kind of gives you a sense of,
1: you know, what this is going to be. I like that. I'm looking at this and I'm already doing like casting corner in my head. Uh, Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay. He would love to do that. Yeah, that would be I, great. I, I'm oh, yeah. willing to just go ahead and say, I bet he would absolutely fucking love that.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. That's a great one.
3: Yeah, no, I, I was like, so what are we reading? And John's like, this is what we're reading. And I was like, what (laughs) what is this (laughs) and this is the most ridiculous thing i think i've ever seen so you immediately know what you're getting into which i love i love that
0: um so we opens we open once upon a time there was a man these days everyone knows his name but few could tell you who he really is or how he started this is the greatest untold story of them all.
3: This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait. The artwork is just stellar. Yeah, yeah, video. it's amazing. Th- it's so. I feel like it's.
0: It should be ridiculous. I feel that's what like I'm saying. yes, and and I kind I of felt like that when I was reading it.
3: It circles back around to being, I don't know, yeah. like I just it's yeah. so fucking ham fisted. It's so incredibly ham fisted and silly. I love I think, it.
2: I think that's the the perfect way to yeah. describe it. It's like it really does circle back into just being straight up fucking cool. <laughs> like
3: it's so dumb. I love
2: it. Especially like the further you get, you're just like, This is come on, Grant. You, yeah. You're not gonna do that. What and, then, the hell? and then they they do it and you're like okay fuck yeah absolutely it's
3: so cheesy i just <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway i was immediately like all right what is this going to be yeah. let's let's look let's have a look
0: so we have shaman Claus. he's got his sled of goodies he takes him to this town.
1: Oh, and let's just talk about how swole he is. Yeah. He is, he's like, built
0: oh, like yeah. a truck.
4: <laughs> well, he's oh, not, yeah. though.
3: He's got the vanity muscles. That's what really struck mm. me. He's got those, like, it's almost like Mike Turner-shaped men.
2: Okay, in yeah. This, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a good way to describe <laughs> you it. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is, he's, he's definitely got the, uh, like, MCU Santa yes. body. Yes, yes yeah.
3: exactly. It's all looks. I love that.
0: Maura provides some amazing detail work in this town entrance yeah that is um, really beautiful and I noticed like there's all these uh, posters of the Baron Magnus right so yeah. what is this is this like he's watching you everywhere is I this like know, a 1984
2: thing or something sure, like that yeah yeah that, uh, that's something that like uh, that, that Morrison definitely drew from is a lot of like Santa mythology. Like, isn't that the plot of um, the uh, Rankin-Bass Santa Claus movie, that that baron in that town is, like, stealing all the toys? I'm going to be real with you. I haven't
3: watched very many movies about Santas, so I don't know. (laughs) I mean... He's I was talking either, about the claymation the, one. Remember yeah, the, the stop old motion school animated
0: Stop motion. like Rudolph
2: and I
3: think all those? The last time I saw that movie, I was like seven years old yeah. or eight years old or something <laughs> like that. I don't know.
2: you don't remember the plot, come on. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pre- I'm like 99% sure that's the plot of, of that movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but there's like a that's a baron of the of the town that Santa like grew up in that's I just love like that. no fun for children.
3: look at henry cavill coming into this pub here man
0: so he's got skins and furs to trade he mentions that he used to trade up north but baron bjorn is securing his borders i thought this might be a reference to bjorn ironside according to norse legends he was a norse viking chief and swedish king who lived in the ninth century between 855 and 858 anyway they let him in we learn the town is called grimsvig I love I'm, a, this shot. I'm
3: a sexy, sexy man. I need a drink. I love yes. the
0: shot as he enters the pub. Yeah. yeah. You know, it almost looks like he's got like <laughs> red eyes underneath the hood. Like yeah. it's all, it's awesome. I love this.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: He does have that, that look of a guy that's got the MCU trainers. Yeah. He really does. Oh yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and just going into, into a random town into the, immediately to the pub, the D and D of it all. If yeah. that's not how your, uh, your D and D quest starts. Going to a pub in a town, I mean, it's it's probably not going to be a fun adventure.
3: <laughs> With no sleeves. No yeah. sleeves on, oh, boys. No. He
0: learns that all the men are working in the mines, and he mentions the town used to stop work during the Yule time Festival. He trades a pelt for this beer, and then he's like, this beer sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he learns that the old owner said the wrong thing too many times and was axed. And since then, things have gone downhill. I like what he says.
2: Uh, too bad. Gunderson never watered down his ale.
4: <laughs>
2: I love that he, he also paid for the ale with uh, just a rabbit fur. Yeah. And the guy's just like, yeah, you know, that's
4: fine.
3: <laughs> well, and also then he was like, this, this beer wasn't worth an entire rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have another beer?
0: Klaus is soon approached by a bunch of soldiers. He said, I had good friends here once and knew this as a happy town. I'm sorry you've fallen on bad times. They order him outside, and there they take all his wares. They say everything within the walls is the baron's property.
3: Get out of here! They the, said.
0: The soldiers mention hearing wolves and ask Klaus, "You wouldn't know anything about wolves, would you, or men who turn into wolves?" There's a lot it's of a this. very
3: specific yeah. thing to ask.
0: So th- 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 this is going to come up again and again. I think it's kind of interesting. Like John, that,
3: if I came out to you, and I was like, "Hey, have you heard anything about these wolves?" And you'd be like, "No." Like wolves <laughs> around? Oh, wow, that's that's concerning. And then. If I then asked you a follow-up question that was, well, did you hear anything about men turning into wolves? You'd be like, okay,
2: let's back up. First See, if all, somebody asked me that, I'd be like, well, yeah, I I, I know all about that. <laughs> I, I know about wolfed men, war wolves, werewolves, uh, werewolves, Werewolves. <laughs> I know about those. I know about, wolf- I
3: know about all wolf-mans. of those. Wolfmans. No.
0: <laughs> well, he says... I only know such things don't exist. Suddenly, we observe the soldiers telling this kid to stop playing in the streets and give up his toy. It's just a stone that he's playing with. This What's in your is- head?
3: Is that some kind of toy?
0: Yeah. Klaus is he's like... He's
3: not allowed to play with toys?
0: <laughs> well, Klaus is like, a stone's not a toy. In the hands of a child a, and then can become a toy.
3: Keep your mouth <laughs> shut, wolf man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was great.
3: What? What? So, like, this is already, I, I just, I'm like, this is the most fucking <laughs> ham-handed shit yeah. I've ever seen in my life.
0: Over the wishing well, it says, it is forbidden to wish. I mean, damn. Yeah. Just, like, fuck. Wow. They take all of Klaus's stuff, and he wonders who's in charge to turn this town into thieves and liars. The kid calls out to him, are you a wizard? And one of these soldiers beats the kid, and Klaus has had enough. He turns into an MCU stuntman, and it he sure attacks does. all these guys.
2: Oh yeah, you know you know he's doing some some MCU Steve Rogers moves on these guys. Yeah. There is zero subtlety
3: kick. going on in this plot. There's just none. I love that for us. But he gets beaten pretty bad. He sure does. He's, he does. he's he's outnumbered. There's yeah, too many guys. They got him
0: from the castle. Uh, we meet Sergeant Lindquist. He watches and he doesn't like how the guards are beating this dude. But the Baron is there and he's all creepy. This guy. His I name wonder is...
3: if this is the bad guy. Mm-hmm.
0: His name is mm-hmm. Magnus and he says Let Lord, the men- Lord Magnus. Yeah, let the men have their fun. It is Yule time after all.
3: I guess. <laughs>
2: I don't I don't know if he's bad. He looks like a nice guy, honestly. I, I don't know yeah. maybe. You know, he's got, he's
0: got the got- the hood obscuring his face <laughs> and that devilish look on his uh his horrible his horrible
2: eyes. grin. He looks <laughs> You know, speaking of MCU, he's got some very Tom Hiddleston Loki vibes going on. (laughs) (laughs) He really does. Yeah, there you go.
3: Loving that. Loving that. The soldiers
0: drive Klaus out of town. They start making bets on how far he'll make it because I guess they hunt them now. Like after they drive them out, then they start hunting them or something, right? The sergeant won't take part in this. Klaus tries to hide, but he gets all shot up with arrows. Why would you do this? He asks. I've done nothing to you. They ask him if he has any last words. And so he does a little whistle, and a giant white wolf comes out, a Biden. She so, does. You know, it's a big old dire wolf. Her name's Lily.
3: I. You know what? That's actually the size of a regular wolf. Oh, yeah. That's not a dire wolf. People, oh, yeah, no. People don't understand regular how big wolves are. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, that's a regular sized wolf. Like, think of a wolf. Yeah. No, they are bigger than it's that. bigger than They're that. They're bigger than that. Klaus wonders what happened
0: here. But now they have to survive the night in the midwinter cold. So he's like, he's got his wolf there. They're going to figure out what to do.
3: I think just snuggle probably. Mm -hmm. That wolf's probably very warm.
0: I know. Probably has a winter
3: pelt going.
0: Oh, yeah. Over in the castle, we meet the baron. John,
3: if I were (laughs) camping in the woods in the winter, I would simply hug that wolf.
0: That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Over in the castle, we meet the baron's little shit of a kid. (laughs) The most spoiled little shit. He
1: makes Joffrey look... Oh, man. Ugh. He, he looks like a Joffrey.
0: Um, But I thought it was interesting. There's his detail as the Baron is walking up the stairs. He's asking the guard about a voice in the pit. You're like, what? What, what does that mean? What does that mean? So, what are you yeah, talking about? This kid is like Godzilla. We were just talking about yeah, Godzilla, he sure right? Is, he's smashing this intricately made toy town. But he's whining like Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. He
3: sure is, Aubrey.
0: <laughs> but Lord Magnus seems fine with this. And he tells the kid, Jonas, that he should complain to his mother, Lady Dagmar jonas says he hates yule time and
3: i hate sand
0: and he says, <laughs> and i hate sand it's <laughs> everywhere and he says i wanted little people it's no fun when there's no one else
2: i was gonna say did you notice that the uh, the little town is like so intricate that it's in a big like water pool yeah there's like ships floating around that's cool
0: oh wow yeah gosh that's incredible this kid sucks. Yeah, this kid sucks. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: If if I had that, oh my god. I mean, I don't know what I would do. I'd just. I mean, it'd be cool, but I would be grateful for it. Yeah. Same
3: here. Well, there's but, not if there's no character growth. Yeah. You know, I have a feeling that we're oh, gonna yeah. see. Hmm. Probably he. Maybe he'll take a journey.
0: Maybe. Right.
3: Maybe there will be some sort of uh, an arc for him.
0: So when Jonas says it's no fun when there's no one else, the Baron tells him that he hates other kids and they carry diseases. The people I mean, st- he's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. He says people are starving, yet they work in the mines and give up their food because they love us and they want us to be happy and strong. Well, so he like turns it. It's weird. Like that's going to occur throughout. But the way that he turns it around. Yeah. Is I think is really interesting. You know, the way that he has a way of turning it all the circumstances around for it to seem fine, even though it's like horrible what he's doing. And he also says uh, that little people isn't all that great. Cause you have to watch them and they'll turn on you. It sounds like he knows from experience, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like maybe he had servants or something like that in the past and they tried to turn on him or something.
1: I thought it was a reference to the people of the town right now.
0: Mm. He also tells Jonas that his mother is not well, not normal. But then she seems totally normal, right? And it's like it's like the colors almost shift over. Yeah, she seems this... like the
3: most normal one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have All of these people, these monstrous people.
0: They have this extravagant tree and meal set out for them. And she's like, have you heard about the wild man? They have two fucking pigs on there. <laughs> wow, yeah. The Baron says that the wild man's dead now, or back in the woods. And Jonas says a wild man sounds interesting. And Lady Dagmar says they should have kept him to work in the mines, but the Baron says he'll shoot him and stuff him if he sees him again, and redirects the conversation on how Jonas hated all his gifts. Let's see if we can take Mommy's mind off the wild man for just one moment, Mm. he says. As they talk, we get this great image of Klaus and his white wolf taking down a big deer moose creature. That's pretty awesome.
3: Could be be some sort of a were-elk.
0: Yeah. They got to, they got to make it through the night. Like
3: fangs or some yeah. shit. Are you looking at yeah, this? His eyes are
2: glowing. Orange.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like some sort of monster. Yeah. Monster deer. Yeah. That ain't no Rudolph.
3: Okay.
4: Get all it? right. Get well,
0: it. All right. More of a prancer.
3: You know, reindeer are much smaller than this.
0: But there's this little like a. Uh, there are these two little panels with the mother and the son talking. Um, I like how she redirects him because she's like. He's like, oh, everything sucks. And it was a disappointment. And she's like, oh, well, I'm sure they'd love to hear your suggestions on improvements. Here's to the first day of Yule time. Like she's kind of, I don't know, you kind of get the sense that she's over it or whatever. Yeah,
3: she seems very over it. If I had to to characterize her demeanor. Yeah. (laughs) just, Just incredibly over it.
0: Over with Klaus, he's making his magic broth. This broth's not for you, he tells the wolf Lily. Stick with your bones. We're all bones in the end. I love okay, that panel, but yeah. that—that's pretty amazing. I don't know. I thought it was pretty breathtaking. That whole He's scene got a little right house there. there, yeah, the stars and everything, really well done.
3: But if I'm that wolf, I'm like, yeeesh, <laughs> yikes, buddy. What is this going? What are you I took a dark turn. We're just. I'm hanging out by a fire. We're relaxing. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. You're gonna bring this up.
0: We just fought a giant deer yeah, creature. Relax. Come on, chill.
3: You've Gotta be so esoteric all of a sudden
0: well maybe klaus says that because he's feeling bad for the kids but there's nothing they can do so let's play a tune for the shining family he says okay and he takes out his little flute and lily sings along and then they trip the fuck out yeah, they, sure do. they sure do they really do yeah the aliens come out the
3: aliens come out
0: what is this the christmas aliens john
3: <laughs> the yule time the yule time aliens john
0: so the whole time I was reading this, I was like, okay, okay, you know, I I get it. You know, I get it, what's going on. And then when it got to this, I was like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, I'm all in. <laughs> the like winter at this winter I was aliens, like, John. I was like, I am all in at this point. The colors, everything, uh, this is incredible. I really love this kind of, it takes a turn right here. I don't know, for me, I was like, wow, this is amazing.
1: Oh, yeah, it is super awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, Daniel, maybe you've heard of what i'm about to ask but have you guys ever heard of um the machine elves in oh, oh, oh,
4: oh okay.
3: man <laughs> this is a terence mckenna thing that he's talking about yeah he's talking about Terrence yeah. mckenna yeah
0: okay well enlighten us
2: dmt uh, he's so, talking about dmt yeah if you're interested in learning about it you should definitely just straight up like learn about Terrence mckenna basically dmt it's this Compound that is like it's in like almost everything. If I remember correctly, it's even like in humans in very, very, very trace amounts. It's in the pineal gland. And mm. yeah, pineal? but basically, it is like I think the strongest hallucinogenic compound that like known to man. But also wears um,
3: off the fast. It depends. Well, it depends on how you do it. If you were smoking like a crystallized version of it, it lasts for a cu- like a couple minutes or something. But if then if you're there's a different like. It has to do with like MOA inhibitors and stuff, but if you're doing like, um, there's a different version of it, of uh, the kind that they do like in the rainforest that lasts for like eight hours or something. Because it's ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And uh, there's, so there's different ways to do this and uh, there's different techniques and stuff. And some of it is like a, guid- a guided shamanistic thing. Right. Some of it is just like, you're just by yourself in a room and whatever. Even like people who do that drug often do it like once every mm-hmm. couple of years. That's considered doing it a lot.
0: So what are the machine
3: elves? I think that there are a lot of different interpretations of what this could mean to different people and stuff. But it's uh, basically he was positing that uh, you are basically using it to lift the veil. Okay. And it's raw reality. Mm -hmm. And it's a reality that you're meant for but not. Yeah, but you're kind of seeing a glimpse of it. And okay. they're like, oh, here you are. Oh, and it's like self these like self-replicating beings that can – they would speak and they would replicate other things. And then it was like the act of creation was just all about um, whatever, whatever. And he was talking about how he, – then he realized he was in a nursery. That it wasn't even their final form. It was like whatever he was going to be comfortable oh, okay, with yeah. and all this stuff. So there's a lot. It's a deep rabbit hole. It's incredibly deep rabbit hole. And he's written books about this and he's, there's all these
2: lectures okay. he gave about it. But like the first time I read this, that was what I was like. Cause that's a, that's a Grant Morrison trope, you yeah. know, it was like yeah. higher, higher planes of consciousness, like different dimensions existing, like on the same plane, but in different, like, you know, frequencies and stuff like that. And they also use like music a lot, like part of that different dimensional, like barrier breaking. If you've ever read, uh, what is it? Final Crisis. I yeah. think Superman literally sings a song that like opens up the fourth or fifth dimension, mm. if I'm remembering correctly. Well, music, um,
3: uh, Terrence was always talking about how music is a very powerful force and, and all this stuff. He actually there's There's a quote. I can't remember the exact quote, but he was like, you know, what do you do when you're trapped in hell? You have to sing. You can have to sing your way out of hell. You can. I've sung my way all the way I, I've all the way out of hell up into heaven. And so he was talking about. I think someone was asking about like a bad trip or something. Mm, okay. he said, you have to sing. You must sing. Interesting. When you're on shrooms and it gets bad, you have to sing. Mm. Is what he was talking yeah, about. Okay. So that's a part of like the thing with the music and whatever, I guess. But yeah.
2: Part of that like different dimensional plane thing is that people talk about it like, oh, it's got to do with vibrations and like, sure. What frequency you're vibrating on, and that's what music is—is is vibrations in the air. So it all kind of like. Just ties together into like, you know, a Grant Morrison stew of like (laughs) the exact kind of stuff that, that they're into.
3: I I'll find a good little clip for you to put in. Here's the clip.
5: What are these things? How can there be a life form not made of matter? In other words, how can they be intelligent and coherent but have no fixed body outline? Is something going on on this planet? Are these the controllers? Are you getting into a back channel that you're not, weren't cleared for? Uh, Or, and this is to my mind the most chilling and appalling and exhilarating possibility of all, when you go back over the shamanism thing, you say, you know, you shamans, now where is this all coming from? They will tell you it comes from ancestors. Well, that's a cheerful and fairly sanitized concept, but when you deconstruct it, ancestors are dead people. What is actually being suggested there is that there is a kind of ecology of souls, one energy threshold over, that is co-present with this world. Well, strangely enough, that's what the Irish myth of the fae says. It says these are dead people. These are souls that linger in our environment, and this is what souls look like. Well, what are they doing? Well, what they're doing is they're making objects with their voices. They're singing structures into existence. These things are, and what they will do is they'll come toward you And then, and you have to understand, they don't have arms, so we're kind of downloading this into a lower dimension to even describe it. But what they do is they offer things to you. Say, look at this, look at this. And as your attention goes toward these objects, you realize that what you're being shown is impossible. It's impossible. It's not simply intricate, beautiful, and hard to manufacture. It's impossible to make these things. The nearest analogy would be to the Fabergé eggs or something like that. But these things are like the toys that are scattered around the nursery inside a UFO or something. <laughs> Celestial toys and they are, the toys themselves appear to be somehow alive the toys themselves can uh, sing other objects into existence
4: yeah you
0: see all the musical notes and all that like flying around too so these beings these aliens like they reach out to klaus and then through that you know he's playing his flute he gets his knife and he goes and he goes to town And when he wakes up in the morning, he's, uh, I love this, uh, this opening scene where he wakes up. Oh, it's it's so beautiful. Yeah. The colors are amazing.
3: So he's talking about how, um, there's not a lot of daylight going on.
0: Right. Yeah. I guess
3: because of where he is in the Uh, world. Oh, right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what a dream that was. My hands are aching. And then he sees like, oh, he made all these toys.
3: The machine elves. Yeah. Elves.
0: But through him, right? The
3: elves made the toys. The elves made the toys. Machine elves made the toys. Okay, the yes. DMT. Yes. Elves.
0: I like that. He's like, what am I supposed to do now? I like how the the wolf is also like checking him out. It's like,
1: hmm? <laughs> Those are like some pretty cool toys for back in that day. It really yeah. is,
0: man. I love like zooming in and looking at the different toys. They're so colorful too. Like, um, it's really a nice contrast with the rest of the book whenever they show the
1: toys. There's a little bat toy. You see that? Mm-hmm. It's right next to the Fabergé egg toy. <laughs> oh, and there's another Fabergé egg toy.
3: I like this gator.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Really cool. Gator, the frog. They've got a weird little spindly stick leg thing with googly eyes. They're
0: fun. I want one of these toys now. All right. Going on to issue two. Uh... <laughs> this cover. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah, this cover's awesome. The issue one main cover by Dan Mora. Really nice. I like that
3: he has a wolf. Yeah. Why would... <laughs> A wolf? I love it.
0: We're gonna learn why he has the wolf over in Grimsbyg, um These two soldiers stand out in the cold. um I kind of like this whole soldiers thing. It kind of reminded me of like the stormtrooper thing on yeah clerks, or Absolutely. they they even did it in Mandalorian where they had the stormtroopers like no you one, know no having banter. This,
3: no one did this better than the uh, Doc Hammer and Jackson Public with uh, Venture Bros. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. really, I feel like that's the. I mean, people did it before them. But no one cares who was first. You only care who's yeah. best,
2: right? They, they, per, they perfected that. They perfected uh, that. That. Two, that two guys dynamic. Yes. <laughs> two guys just talking.
3: Yes.
0: Um, one of them misses all the Yule time traditions and the toys. Now they hear are wolves. Uh, but they've got their wall to protect them. And we see Klaus... He's got a great strategy to get in, right? Oh, this is the best. <laughs> yeah, so I love this. So he throws a snowball, and then the snowball is like rolling down. And as it's rolling down, it's getting bigger, it's accumulating more snow. And then he's using his like grappling hook to get over. So right when they spot him, they're like, oh, someone's on the wall, sound the alarm. The big snowball is falling down on them. <laughs> it's really shit. funny.
3: It's really cute. I like that. Extreme Santa.
0: He's
3: <laughs> he the snowballs. It's good stuff.
0: Extreme Santa. He's repelling. Yeah. He's throwing a big snowball. He's got a snowball for you. this is an SNL skit.
3: You know what I mean? This is a fucking...
2: He's doing parkour. He's got the cool... He's got the hooded cloak. He sure
3: is, buddy.
0: Yeah. I also love the snow effect throughout this whole scene. Yeah. It's incredible. Like, is that digitally done? Like, I'm
1: just like... Okay, like, right here, it probably is partially digital like all this stuff right here you can just create a brush in photoshop that'll just like you paint right, right. i i would like to but then like yeah
0: alert
3: your attention to the fact that this is all hand drawn
0: yeah it, it does look a lot of it you can zoom in and see that it's hand drawn it's just really amazing like throughout the scene the, some of the it's a
3: paintbrush but that doesn't yeah. necessarily make it less work
1: no i mean i'm just saying like this whole scene he's probably oh god damn it yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> So, yeah, I
0: like this. There's some really fun scenes as he's getting past all the guards. I like where he's, like, hooded, holding the present. Like, it's so dark in 90s, but then he's got this little yellow gift in his hand. I know. <laughs> oh,
4: man.
0: <laughs> really cool, man. So, they only find the evidence when they spot a defaced poster of Lord Magnus. And it has the Onejo rune, which symbolizes a tribal flag. So, that little rune, it's supposed to be a flag. And it stands for joy, the harmonious cohesion and happiness. So there you go. I
1: love it. I like how he made him look less angry and more like he's stoned. He <laughs> looks drunk, yeah. Yeah, just like he got punched in the mouth.
4: Is, right. Yeah. <laughs> looks all fucked up.
0: So when the town wakes up the next day... The work bell doesn't ring. So this guy sleeps in. He's like, I didn't hear the work bell. And these kids, uh, they have these amazing toys. Again, like, look at this little, like, like this helmeted horned guy or whatever. That's really
3: cool. These cute little birds.
0: Yeah. They're flying around. The toys are flying around. They're making little music. Um, The little music notes are different colors. I like all that. Just really nice. Oh, your little
3: bat toy is in here. Oh, the gator.
0: hmm mm-hmm. um, The parents immediately freak out because they know that they'll get in trouble, right? No one's supposed to have any toys. In all the trying to get the toys, this one bird toy goes flying out the door on its own. It goes onto the street. So cute. And we see that everyone has toys on their doorstep. Yeah, that little bird toy is really cute, right? I was like, Super man, cute. I want one. You can kind of see like that it's like handcrafted, too. Yeah. Like, Dan Moore does a good job of um, rendering that. Yeah. I like this. Uh, so the guards try to take down the defaced poster. I'm wondering, is there more than one? Is it just the one? No, or there's a-, a bunch. It there's a bunch like, of them, It right? looks like there's a bunch. And the Baron's like, this is a clue, you pair of morons. Like, I like the comedy in this scene. Like, yeah. the- Lord Magnus is a horrible character, but he's kind of funny. Like, I don't know, the way he's rude and the way he addresses them. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's just kind of comedic. I, I kind of like this. He's like really over the top. Hmm. You know?
3: Why the rune for joy on the chin? The guard... Santa's doing a big graffiti. Yeah.
0: The guards think it's an inside job. Someone would have to be able to fly to get over the wall. And just then we see the bird toy we saw earlier fly by. And the Baron asks how it got there. How did all the gifts get there? Why didn't a single guardsman see anything? Again, I just love this shot with all the toys. Just zooming in and looking at all the different things in there.
1: You know, those kids are like, finally.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love that floating fish at the top oh
3: yeah
4: <laughs>
2: it's there's, like those, there's a slinky uh, dog oh yeah the slinky oh, yeah. dog like what? the toy story
3: Is it, are those lincoln logs
2: little octopus toy yeah lincoln logs this is fun
0: this one kid is riding a dragon what is that Whoa. that's awesome oh yeah <laughs>
4: awesome
1: got another person's on a rocking unicorn <laughs>
4: This
0: is cute. Oh, yeah, but like, look, these two other kids, like, they have a tea set. I think that's cute. Like, they're having, like, they're cheersing their little tea glasses. Super fun. These little
3: birds are singing. Yeah, that's fun.
0: Jonas and Lady Dagmar watch from above. Jonas is jealous that people are having fun, and he's not. It's because you're a little spoiled little (laughs) shit. (laughs) Dagmar says I'm sure your father will put a swift end to any fun anyone might be having dear if he can't make a profit on it he gets suspicious so I noticed like whenever she says whenever she talks about him it's a little like there's some attitude in there like there's some backhandedness A very
3: blank face yeah yeah she's just like zero emotions like she's so checked out she doesn't she doesn't seem to be malicious she's just like yeah everything sucks yeah exactly right whatever (laughs)
0: Outside, we see the soldiers taking all the toys from the kids. This one lady tells the Baron, what about the children? Amazing.
4: (laughs) Oh, won't somebody please think of the children?
3: Yule time is canceled this year.
0: (laughs) I like your voice for the Yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) He says, it's canceled until the miners meet their quota. And until the king arrives in three days for the feast. So that's one detail. I was like, okay, ah, the king is coming. The king is is arriving in three days
3: for the feast. Aubrey, did you know that? I didn't, but now <laughs> we do. Watch out!
4: And, and then he's like,
3: "Oh, but my son, he's so sick."
4: <laughs> of- yes,
3: <laughs> the facial expressions on this guy are so great. Yeah, condemned to a life of
1: solitude. They can only have joy because of the toys you donated. Yes, exactly.
0: Again, the way he turns it around on all of them. He's like, "How dare she try and deny happiness of a lonely boy?"
3: It's really good. Yeah. Shame on you.
2: We do, <laughs> Magnuson. You know, I said earlier he's got some uh, some Loki vibes, but really he's more like a Grima Wormtongue tongue. He is guy. like a Grima, oh, isn't, yeah. isn't he?
3: Yeah. Loki, Loki tends to be a lot more elegant than this, even in even in the worst of times.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: let's get some Brad Durf in there. Yeah, let's get some oh, Brad yeah. Durf
3: in there. Why not? Late
5: is the hour in which this conjurer chooses to appear. Last spell I name him. Ill News is you
4: guess.
3: Gratefully donated by the children of Grimsby. Yeah. For oh, all
5: he has. <laughs>
4: this
3: is very awful. This is just, just a fucking awful, man. The facial expressions yeah, it's on fun. this page, <laughs> I just love it.
4: Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I like as they're wheeling up all the toys, Jonas, like, the way that the his uniform lines up with his mouth, like it almost looked like he was drooling. You know what I mean? When I yeah. when I first saw that panel, I was like, he almost looks like he's salivating at all the toys, you know, that are something like that.
3: I love the word malcontent. Oh also-
0: yeah. <laughs> Someone must know who did this, the Baron says. A little girl says it was Yulanise, the Yule Time Spirit. There is no such thing, the Baron tells her. But there is In Scandinavian folklore, a Nisei is a short creature with a long white beard, and they look like gnomes. The most distinctive thing about Nisei are their red-pointed hats, their love of looking after animals, their love of practical jokes, and that they help families they live with if treated with love and respect. All they ask for is a bowl of porridge and a glass of glog each night. What do you think about that? That's all
3: I've ever asked for.
0: What is glog? Glog. I'm glad you asked that, Aubrey, because I (laughs) looked it up. Oh, good. It is um, Scandinavian mulled wine.
4: Mm. It's usually
0: served warm, Mm. but they become mischievous if they're not treated well. Eulenise means the gift bearing Nise at Christmas time. In the 1840s, the farm's Nise became the bearer of Christmas presents in Scandinavia and was then called Eulanise, and has been associated with Christmas ever since.
3: Fun. So nice. there you go. Listeners, do you say mischievous or mischievous? Mm.
2: What do you say, what do you Hayden? What say? Uh, I usually say mischievous. Hmm.
3: I usually say mischievous. Okay. I wonder where we got these individual yeah. pronunciations of the same word. Hmm. Is this like aluminum and aluminium? Is that yeah. what the...
4: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
3: One of them obviously right, and one of them not going away? <laughs>
0: over in the castle jonas is still not satisfied with the toys gathered from the townsfolk he breaks more toys and he becomes frustrated they won't come to life for him he's like why won't they fly for me what's wrong with me because you're a shit
1: (laughs) you're a spoiled brat little fucker
0: it's not
3: i mean to be fair like that's he's clearly been manipulated into being like this well
1: and you know th-
3: I'm, yeah.
0: I'm glad you said that danielle because you know kids they they model behavior yeah. they they model the behavior that you show them so his model is his dad yeah. you know being horrible and turning things around on everybody so that's all that that's he
3: has all to he's learn ever known him. and every time he even remotely questions like what's the is this situation bad his dad does no of course not yeah. because all the people love to work themselves to death yeah <laughs> they love that so much and all the kids love giving you their toys and not having any toys they think it's great and the kid's like okay good then it should be this way yeah. and the mom is obviously scared shitless of being any way except completely placid sure so you know there's this kid didn't have a chance it's not his fault he's a little kid like it's not yeah. kids fault's I yeah. like that
0: we um we follow this little bird toy, too, because yeah. so we saw that bird toy when the kids found it and it flew out into the street and then the Lord captured it. And then now the kid has it and he throws it against the wall and he breaks it. And Lady Dagmar picks it up.
3: It's upsetting. I don't like it. It
0: is. And when she picks it up, she's like, I don't know she feels something right. She like rushes it back to her quarters. She opens up a little box and she's got one just like it. Yeah. Um, I love the storytelling too because you immediately get the idea. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like, oh, yeah. she has one you just like connection. this from her. You don't, no one has to say, like, oh, my. This is
3: my toy from when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you get it.
0: So it's the same thing. It makes that connection. Well, she
3: does say his name.
0: Oh, yeah. She says Klaus. Yeah, you're right. There's not a big,
3: that. giant explanation.
0: Outside, uh, we see the guards have beefed up their patrol something the town is cursed or that the intruder is a ghost and we see they got this big old boy
1: olav no one can hide from olav olav will find the man olav will eat the man alive olav is me obviously
0: (laughs) i like how the sergeant is like let's stop short of cannibalism all right you know he's like you don't have to eat him
3: let's not just capture him we'll be fine we don't have to take it there you just just reel it in (laughs) back it up a little bit
2: Olav is uh, absolutely the type of guy that if he was in Gotham City he'd be uh, he'd be a goon or a moot.
3: He absolutely
2: yes, is he would for sure. <laughs> it's the
4: back
0: <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Um, but we've seen a couple instances where the sergeant is like, I don't like this, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be this messed up, you know. So yeah. you know, he kind of pushes back every once in a while.
3: You could chill mm-hmm. a little bit.
0: But soon Klaus is upon them. It's the bat. Yes, exactly. (laughs) For real. Olaf gets a few good ones in, um, but Klaus is able to get one up on him. So I like this. He says, uh, you're no ghost, but soon you will be. You walk straight into a trap. But really, Olaf is the one that walked into the trap. You know what I mean? Because then he's able to rope him and flip him upside down. And he falls upside down in the snow. (laughs) And then when he's like looking, he's like, hmm. I like that little panel where he like. Yeah. He's okay. like, I'm going to do something crafty. So when they come back, he's made him into this snowman. I like that. <laughs> it's really funny.
3: That's good stuff. I just, like, his legs are the arms. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the legs are the arms, yeah. It's really good. <laughs> and the Baron's like, get that fool out of there. All this is really fun. So um, I did have to look up the snowman, origin of the snowman. The origin of snowman is really weird.
5: Oh, did
3: you know that? <laughs> I can't wait for this.
0: Okay, so... Um, some of the earliest mentions of snowmen are in, like, in 1511, the city of Brussels had a snowman festival in hopes of appeasing its hungry and poor citizens. But the snowmen were all, like, like political messages and, like, pornographic, like, anti-government Damn. and stuff like that. <laughs> snowmen. And, like, it was fucked up. Uh, so, so pornographic sculptures throughout the city were made. Stuff like that. And then... Like you um, would. I mean... The concept of snowmen also goes back to the North American Schenectady Massacre of 1690. Okay, so there was this massacre in this town, but the reason that it happened was because the guardsmen made snowmen and and put them out in front so they could go drink. So the guardsmen went out. So that's why it's famous, because the guardsmen made snowmen to act as themselves, so that way they could go get drunk, and then people really got in and massacred everybody in the town. So anyway, uh, those are some of the earliest mentions of snowmen. It was mostly popularized in 1969 when Frosty the Snowman came out, when the song came out and all of that stuff. So, you know, before that, it was just kind of it meant a lot of different things and it's just weird stuff.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's like sand castles. You, you see a thing and you make a thing. Right, so yeah. snow, it's like a thing you can make a thing out of. When yeah. people do it, they would just go ahead and I feel like people have probably been making snow s- sculptures since, mm-hmm. you know, well,
0: I kept, I just looked at origins the of snowmen of and like, and these are the things that I found out were these were the some of the first mentions in history. of Well, snowmen, John, that's so there you odd. <laughs> anyway, what do you think about that, Hayden?
2: I think it's kind of funny that they were <laughs> making weird, horny snowmen back then. Well, I'm mean, a weird, horny look. snowman. <laughs> Who whom amongst us hasn't put a carrot for a snowman penis? At, at least one. Amongst
3: us. Whomst amongst us has not done just a big old pair of knockers. You know what I mean? Just some some oh, snow yeah. boobs.
2: Snow boobs, sand boobs, like you were saying with sand boobs. Sand calves. boobs, why not? There you go. Look, if you can make a very big cold fake mermaid, boobs, you're gonna you're gonna make them. Yeah. Somebody's gonna make
3: them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I love it. so klaus's
0: sack is left behind so the Baron's like release the hounds there's another simpsons one
3: that is yeah (laughs) do you have
0: a good uh do you have a good um mr burns hayden uh i don't know i've never really tried to do mr burns oh okay you seem like you have some good voices you've done some good voice work in the past
2: release the hounds. oh that's good
4: (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty
1: good yeah
3: excellent <laughs> <laughs> he says bring the dogs though so that's fun
0: yes okay yeah i do like that and a merry yule time to you too klaus says as the attack dogs corner him
3: he's looking a little bit like a like a like a hobgoblin here
0: yeah he i was i was thinking like a robin hood okay something like that oh yeah moving on to issue three we got some more we're looking at the trade version there's I an I issue like two he's cover got no
3: fucking sleeves
0: yeah he doesn't need it's him. so cold. He's a wolf man. He He's is. a wild He's, he wolf is, man. Yeah,
3: that's true. He's <laughs> a wolf
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I like we pick up right on the action. I love this. We we get right to it. The attack dogs chase Klaus, but something causes them to cower. It's the big
3: old wolf. It absolutely Lily. would be the presence of, of a yeah. wolf, of a regular sized wolf.
0: I love all the dog language yeah, in this.
3: The behaviors. She just walks through them like... It's, that like, bottom panel is incredible.
0: Yeah. I yeah. love the whole like look of the animals. I don't know. It's just very expressive. I was just like, ah, that's so awesome. It's
3: good stuff.
2: And Moore does some great uh, facial expressions for for Lily throughout this series, like where he's petting her. Yes, her, eyes her eyes facial expressions. exactly. Down. I was
3: just about to say that her facial expressions when he's like oh, petting yeah,
2: her.
0: So that's sweet. cute. Oh, but I was going to say what I wrote in my notes is she's so majestic. She is as she walks mm, through she those cowering majestic. dogs. It's really nice. Klaus is thankful for her, but her orders her out. He's worried that the guards will kill her if they see her. And so, um, but back with the guards, when they find all those scared dogs, they're like, Why are they all scared like this? They must it must be a wolf, a giant wolf that they saw, or a wolf man or a ghost. <laughs> they tell the sergeant, It seems we're dealing with a wolf, sir, possibly a wolf man or a ghost, and he's like, A wolf? Hmm, a vanishing wolf? A ghost wolf, no less. A ghost wolf who leaves intricately carved toys on the doorsteps of Grimsvig's poorest families? Well, whoever this impossible character is, he won't get away with it again. Keep an eye on every door. Let our invisible beast man find some other way to deliver his magical toys if he can.
3: Oh, what's the other way going to be that he devises, Hayden?
2: Oh, I don't know. Is there like another big thing with like Santa Claus lore that that could be worked in here? I can't think of it. Maybe a chimney of maybe some if sort, he's,
3: maybe? Yeah, I mean, maybe he has a big think on top of these roofs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I,
0: I love this uh, double splash page. He really is Batman. You know, he really he's, he's Batman Santa. Like, yeah. that's fucking awesome. Um, but the spirit has also got into the children, too, because this one little girl is making her wishes in the chimney. We also see, for the first time, the conditions in the mines, and it's not good. They're hearing voices down there. So, remember, the Baron was, like, talking about voices in the pit or whatever. So, again, we're getting, like, more information about that. Oh, I wanted to talk about the colors when we go into the mines. Yes. All that is, uh, it's really scary. Yeah, it is scary. (laughs) I don't
4: like their eyes.
0: Yeah,
2: Yeah. that's that's not a good time.
0: Yeah, they look like they're losing it. It looks like the conditions are horrible. They're having a hard time, man. Over in the town, the Baron feels the unrest. And in the house we saw earlier, the kids are sending wishes up the chimney. So in the late 1800s, when Santa started becoming a thing, there were some Scottish and British traditions of shouting your wishes up the chimney or sending wish lists up the chimney from the fireplace so that they're magically transported by wind to Santa's home. So, uh, and I know Grant Morrison is Scottish, right? So mm-hmm. some of these were Scottish traditions. So anyway, That's I just... fun. I thought it was interesting when they said, we're sending wishes up the chimney. You know what I mean? Like that was a thing.
3: What are some traditions did. you did in your household? Hey, or
2: for winter holidays. Uh, We didn't do anything really out of the ordinary. Me and my dad would always uh, decorate the tree because my mom didn't like to do it. And I, uh, I had uh, some very specific... Ornaments that uh, were nice. like my ornaments uh, Like I had a, <laughs> I, I had a uh, The Undertaker Wrestler <laughs> That's <ornament>.
3: fantastic
2: <laughs> I had a Frankenstein ornament Obviously I had a Boba Fett one uh, What else did I Oh yeah That's I had a Taz Like, like <laughs> nice. a Tasmanian devil other than that though, we really do You still
3: have this Undertaker ornament? Uh,
2: I actually do when I moved out I uh, I got all of my ornaments uh, hey, from I'm the Christmas. to need a picture stuff. of this. <laughs> I, I will uh, I'll absolutely send one. I'll, I'll have so to excited. dig through uh <laughs> dig through some of the the storage containers, but it's in there somewhere. I'm
3: so excited. I can't wait. Yeah. But you guys, you what about y'all? I guess
0: decorating the tree was a thing and and we had ornaments too Did like you do milk we... and
3: cookies all that?
0: Uh, yeah we did for a little bit not very long like it was i I actually remember the year i don't know but my brother and i were snooping around in my parents room while they were out and we found some toys in the closet how
3: dare you i know we
0: were awful and then uh and then well i mean we just left them there we really weren't bad but we were just bored i guess and then later i got them for christmas Mm. and it was from santa Mm -hmm. and then so i was like ah Mm -hmm. i know you know what i mean like that's when i was like i know something's up that's fun um so I guess we did the milk and cookies, but like, um, since my family, since we've all grown up and like moved away and stuff like that, our big thing, and you know, this is like the big breakfast. We have a big breakfast oh, on yeah. Christmas. We all get together. All my brothers get together. My parents get together. Everybody brings something. We have a big I love breakfast, a big breakfast feast, um, a big Christmas breakfast, and then we open up all the presents. Yeah, and we eat a bunch of breakfast food, and I love it because I love breakfast food. <laughs> So anyway, that's what we do. What about you, Aubrey?
1: We didn't have any really specific like uh, things with decorating the tree. I mean, we would decorate the tree, but we never really had any special ornaments or anything like that. But I guess the one thing that we would do when we were kids is we would wake up at the butt crack of dawn (laughs) and mom and dad would let us get our stockings and then we'd have to wait for them to get up at like you know no, a normal person yeah. time, okay, yeah uh, before we could open presents so we'd be like, we'll be up at like six and be like okay we got our stockings we can entertain our and they have like little, little toys or right. candy and shit okay like that cool there. um and then just wait for the main thing and then we would have dinner later that day nice yeah. that's fun
2: i gotta ask when you did milk and cookies did you also leave carrots out for the reindeer yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't i don't know we hadn't we hadn't got that
3: progressive yet did you do that that's cute no, no I, I love that, that. I, that's I, uh, so fun
2: i don't remember if Aww. like my mom suggested it like the first time we ever did it but that's i remember so every year like i always i like i would get upset i was like but the reindeer are gonna be hungry too oh man <laughs> oh, i love that that's oh my great. god Thank what you a thoughtful that.
3: child
1: that's really that's good so sweet so similar to you about how you found out, you know, you found the presents. And right. The thing. I walked in on my parents wrapping Christmas gifts because I was like, you know, Ooh. like three or four years old. And I just got out of bed and they let me get into bed. And then and then, then, at Christmas morning, they, they gave me the gift that they were wrapping. Right. And I was yeah. just like, okay. And it didn't really even phase me. And it's just like, so it's like, yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: I remember being like, that doesn't make any damn sense but it seems like they're very invested in this and I don't want to burst their bubble Yeah, okay. kind of a thing. So we all just sort of played along sure, for a yeah. while until yeah. one year I was like, I can't believe you would let a made up thing. Take credit for this. This is a great gift. Yeah. Like, Thank you. I appreciate it. And they were like, okay, so this is over. Like, yeah, like, yeah,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> my mom still writes
0: from Santa. Oh, on Christmas. That's, cute, that's cute. Yeah. But this one panel where they go, make a wish dad. This dude's like all shell shocked from being in the mines like God, that was that's Awful. nuts. Over at the castle, Lady Dagmar wishes. The Baron catches her talking to herself and holding this broken bird toy. He takes it from her. He's like, This could be used to deliver poison. Like
4: what? Yeah. <laughs>
0: what? Uh, These gifts aren't toys, they're weapons, he says. He notices this one is worn, stained by age, not like the others. A prank? And then he crushes it. he senses a revolt coming and only one side can win as he's leaving with the guards he tells them that he thinks Lady Dagmar is going mad. but he's the one you know that's going mad well
3: right? he's just a he's just a fucking shithead
0: yeah and she collapses. So the one that he crushed was her childhood one yeah that yeah. she had been holding on to right over with Klaus and Lily he gathers some flowers for his magic stew. And talks to Lily about his plans.
3: His magic stew.
0: I need a way to deliver the toys in secret next time. He's like, I know what you're thinking. I almost didn't get out of there. I was happy out on the ice, right? No responsibilities, no tips, no evil threats. And the dog, like, makes a little expression or whatever. whatever. I think that that's cute. Mm -hmm. You mean the wolf. The wolf. There you go. No responsibilities, no ties, no evil tyrants or their wives, he says. He takes his magic stew, and the aliens come out again. The magic. What are they? The machine elves. Yeah, yeah. But I like this because you know he's playing his little whistle, and when they start coming, Lily sees them.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. She's a, yeah.
0: The dog I, obviously. obviously sees it too. For so sure. I thought that that was cool.
3: Well, animals can see that they don't need DMT.
0: Okay. Yeah, this color effect is amazing. Like whenever they go into this kind of magical. I, I magical like,
1: stew time <laughs> i like how there's at least two different scenes of him tripping in this
3: his ayahuasca his... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that he's yeah. got yeah i like this big old library
0: oh yeah the baron goes to this dope library yeah, Gosh, super dope. look at the detail on all this
3: i want to go to there the
0: ceiling is nuts it's
3: super good
2: i know that ceiling is like some kind of got to be like some kind of wood grain but it always looks like meat to me like muscle. oh mussels. yeah
4: <laughs> yeah it's it does beautiful look like wood that.
3: grain with gold ornamentation. Look at this. Look at the look at all the books. Yeah. Quick
0: books. Lord Magnus goes down there and he gets this black book and he's like, "Well now, you and I once more." Okay. He goes down into the mines and in there he goes by himself and he speaks to something. He's like, "I'm here. I've done everything you asked. I remade Grimsvig to your exacting specifications as a town without cheer. We're already working the men to death to meet your demands." We're a little behind schedule, but time is manpower. The longer I stand here waiting, the longer you remain imprisoned. And then it, like, makes this sound or whatever. There's, like, some weird sigils. Yeah. Or... So what is that? Like, what is it that he's talking to?
3: Some <laughs> sort of evil.
0: Evil Santa Claus? Is it, like, the
1: evil, <laughs> like, uh. The one who gives you coal when you're not
4: in. Yeah, or
0: something.
3: Well, it kind of reminds me of, like, in the remember the fifth element? There's just, like, this oh, nebulous
4: yeah. oh, like, yeah,
0: force right. of
3: evil that's happening. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, but when he's in this black pit, like all of that is incredible. Oh, that's great. I really like the colors and the way all that's designed.
2: I love when he when he leaves in a huff after the conversation ends and the the evil just does a little. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he's like. Don't that's you great. F-? Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, he has to see that this Santa will be taken care of. So <laughs> we go over to this church service. This is really funny because it's so dour. Like everything that he's talking about, he's like, "Oh, and our days and nights may be pitch dark and." fearful and all a clamber with witches and wild wolf men and stained red pagan devils. So everything's horrible basically. But the priest says that beyond the longest night is light's return. And all of a sudden they hear the bells chiming and they're like, ah, there's not supposed to be any rejoicing in public. And they go out there and they find the big one rune again.
3: It's the bat.
0: It's the <laughs> bat, right? It's like they're seeing the bat signal or something, right? Everyone's distracted by the bells and the rune. And Klaus ziplines his way in like Stallone and Kurt Russell and Tango and Cash. Yeah. Remember that? Love that movie. <laughs> oh, I love this whole scene of him ziplining. is super awesome. Really great double splash page. The distraction leaves the town center empty where there's this large tree. I really love this page. The whole layout of it is really nice as klaus approaches the tree he says remember me i cut live wood from your branches once dead tree i made a symbol and there's some really nice like colors in here when he reaches for his axe like there's like a little color like a magic trail or something like that thought that was interesting we also get a close in on the broken bird toy that lady dagmar is holding So we cut back over to the Baron. He continues to tell the townsfolk of everything that's not allowed. If your Santa exists, let him show himself now. And just then the tree comes crashing down from the town square on fire.
3: This one guy's dressed like Santa.
0: He is. I was wondering, like, is, and I thought I saw another one, like, earlier. I was
1: like, the guards look like they're wearing the Santa costume. You think
0: he's going to put
3: one of those on? Probably. Yeah,
0: probably. But I also like this, like, The tree falls down and everyone runs out of the way except Lord Magnus. And then it like lands like.
3: That's so good. It
0: just like doesn't hit him. Or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's a cool like movie effect or whatever.
3: It's very funny. I think it's a good uh, comedic. Yeah.
0: And he's like, this means (laughs) wah. And just then. Klaus jumps in to see Lady Dagmar.
3: He's doing a big Batman, Hayden. He is a Batman. He really is. Hayden or you were right on the money with that. Well,
2: people always, are like they uh, when they talk about this book, they're like, it's like Santa Claus and Conan fused. And I'm like, no, it's it's more like Santa Claus and, and Batman. He's a Batman. And then yeah. also a good dash of, you know, Morris and Superman in there, too, later on. Nice. I'm
3: having a great time, Hayden. Yeah,
0: I love Batman, Santa Claus.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... We open with this flashback, Once Upon a Time. This is also really beautiful. Again, the snow effect is amazing. Yeah, Klaus and his friend, they're all young, and they find this woman frozen and dead. She's holding a baby close to her, and she's managed to keep it alive.
1: Oh, that isn't Klaus.
0: Oh, that isn't Klaus. That's like... uh, No, Klaus is the baby, right? That's a different man. That's a different guy, but it kind of looks like him. The baby's taken into town. He should have been dead like his poor mother. But there was music on the wind, and there were lights and voices. He was spared for a reason. For some purpose we can't foresee. To be Batman Santa Claus. Well, that looks (laughs) like they're
3: connecting the um, Aurora Borealis with the machine elves.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. um, the magic of... So Whatever. he's like tapped into that, right? Yeah, there's
3: music and and music and lights and that's them. Yeah. So he's yeah.
0: So they named him Klaus, which means victory of the people. So there's this whole little scene here where they're all kids, right? We get to see all of them. Lady Dagmar, I guess she had like a little bird that died and so he makes her that bird. And then as they're like forming a relationship, we see Lord Magnus, but he's a little shithead, just like Jonas was, and he's like watching them and he's like, "Ah." I'm jealous and I don't like them and I want to be with her instead of him, right? So I thought that was like I like seeing them all as little
1: these little kid versions.
0: I yeah, don't know, there yeah. Was It's
3: called. super cute. You know me, I love a kid version of, mm-hmm. of anything. Well that's and great.
1: Then, and then also like the little kid of uh, Lord Magnus he's like I'll do anything to make her love me. And then you see the voice.
0: Oh, right. Anything. Yeah. 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 So that's something, whatever's in the minds, right? Yeah. Yeah, He's going to do a big deal
3: there. He does a deal with the voices.
0: Yeah. But I love the colors in this whole scene. This little flashback scene is really nice. We see some snowmen in there. They're making some snowmen, non-pornographic ones. (laughs) So far. According to (laughs) you. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say. They didn't get that carrot and put it in the different spot yet. So now that we're all cut up, Klaus is confronting Lady Dagmar. She threatens to sound this alarm and he'll be killed. But Klaus says he just wanted to see if it was true that Lady Dagmar had grown cold and cruel. He says um, that she once loved the people and she says, well, what do you think? Am I cold and cruel? And he's like, well, if you pull that cord, it's true, but I don't see it in your eyes. And she's like, well, my husband's saying you're trying to take everything from us and start a revolt. And he's like, I'm just trying to bring gifts and brings like joy you're to sad i yeah. see sadness
3: in your eyes and she's like you're an assassin yeah get out of here go fuck yourself
0: he's like i'm uh, bringing
3: gifts and joy to the children what the fuck are you up to exactly. you're starving people that's what you're doing
0: and she's like why do you talk to me like this you'll address me as milady." and he's like well i'm a friend that's all and she's like well what kind of friend is hiding in the shadows and he's like this kind and here's the little bird and now you know who i am right so he gives her another little bird that's just like the one that she got earlier and then she knows who he is. And he's like, I'm Klaus. I came back to see you. But then she. You slapped- killed my father. Yeah, she slaps him. <laughs> and so we get another flashback. We learn that Klaus was a guard out there hunting wolves. When-
3: hey, look, everybody. Someone knows how to draw horses. Oh, everybody wow. pay attention to the beautifully rendered horse. We get it. You can draw horses perfectly. I was going to point oh, out gosh. that he's wearing
1: the, uh, the, red, the red and white jacket.
3: Yeah, he's wearing the thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, there you go. That's the soldier outfit.
3: He's in the king's guard or some shit.
0: So um, the previous baron was Baron Alric. That's this guy. And young Lord Magnus is like a Tom Hiddleston or whatever. He's like a Loki, and <laughs> he he's sure like, is.
3: Look at him. He's, he's like, I'm he's...
0: gonna, I'm gonna give you some medicine, but it's really poison. He's very Loki. So we also see the soldiers were out there hunting the wolves, and so when they killed, don't all the... do it. Yeah, Klaus saved this little pup. Found a little pup there.
3: Found a little pup there. Is it Klaus or or is Klaus. it You've been saying Klaus. Is it Klaus?
0: I don't know. What is it? I don't it? know. Let us know. I, I assumed it was Klaus, like Santa Claus, like Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, then let's say that. I don't know. What What do you say, Hayden?
3: Is it Klaus or Klaus?
2: I uh, I don't know. It's weird. I always say Klaus, uh, because like the the vague area that the book seems to be taking place is like Germanic feeling. Nice. Nice. Right.
3: Yeah. Let's keep it with Klaus
2: and Santa. Well, Santa Claus comes from Sinter Nicholas, ah, which comes from thing. Saint Nicholas. Beautiful. Let's, let's keep so, it. Then.
0: Right. And so yeah. when he said Klaus means victory of the people, yeah. <clears throat> that's in German. Ooh. Okay. So if we're going with the German pronunci- the pronunciation, pronunciation. It would be
3: Klaus. beautiful. I love that.
0: <clears throat> there we go. He says, we get back what we give. So it turns out Magnus framed Klaus for the murder by blaming it on his toxic roots and venomous herbs. you ever enjoy a venomous herb?
3: I you, you know me John I love a venomous <laughs> herb except for the fact that herbs can't be venomous <laughs> because that would require them to inject venom into prey as opposed right. to being poisonous which is what plants are
0: so uh, so he basically framed him right for the murder. And Dagmar asked him, like, he didn't put up a fight. Why did I give in? Why did I run away and never return? Because you chose him over me, Klaus says. She thought he was dead. He was left to be eaten by wolves. But the wolf that was supposed to eat him was Lily, the pup that he saved.
3: I love how sad he is. Wait, we're skipping over a lot of great facial expressions here. Oh, okay, yeah. She's like, he loved you like a son. You were my friend. How could you do this? He's so sad. Yeah. Look how sad he is. He and is. then in the next page over here. He looks so sad. He's trudging through the snow. They're like, you're banished. You're, you're fucking banished, fool. Get yeah. out of it. And so he's like, he looks up and then he looks down in these two panels on the bottom. He is so sad. Yeah,
0: that's some good it's facial expressions. the saddest expressions. man alive. Thanks for pointing out those facial expressions.
3: And then, yeah, Lily. I love Lily. <clears throat> She's great.
0: Yeah, when she enters, it's all evil and you're like, oh my God. But then it's like, I'm going to snuggle you.
3: Yeah, this a big snuggle. She gives
0: him a big snuggle. Yeah, she really does. That those looks those very look comfortable. It looks yeah. so
3: comfortable. I want to
0: snuggle up with a big wolf.
3: For sure. You think but it would smell bad? Real bad.
1: You know,
0: yeah. Very it musky. It would smell bad.
3: And gross because they're always getting into. I mean, if meat. you're about to
1: freeze to death, I don't
0: think No, it's no, no, no. That's yeah. not what we're talking <laughs> about. We're
3: talking about, like, it, you know, in a in a very. Uh, what
0: if you had just given that baby a big setting. bath? Well, would they still smell, right? Even
3: still. Well, I feel like that would be the least of your worries because wolves are not dogs. Mm hmm and they're very much
0: but what if like klaus i had raised it as a pup then yes absolutely
3: (laughs) that'd be fine uh
0: anyway great sequence you have to clean
3: all the gore off yeah from whatever they'd been eating still kind of musky probably still
0: dagmar tells klaus that magnus will kill him but klaus says he has a plan and he gives her a toy. He tells her it's for her son.
3: That's a General Grievous. I was going
0: to say it looks just like General Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It kind of does. I didn't even put that together.
3: <laughs> That's a big General Grievous.
0: Uh, Merry Yuletime, lady. Klaus says. And then he does a Batman.
3: He sure does.
2: <laughs> he does a rude uh, leave Commissioner Gordon talking to himself on a rooftop Batman. And he sure does.
0: <laughs> so we get this scene... Where she brings Jonas the toy. He's still there looking for the magic and breaking all the other toys. So she brings it to him and he's like, um, we're surrounded by Yule Time gifts. What's so different about this one? Her
3: face has a very different quality. Yeah, she's. It.
0: he's like, Mother, you look strange. Because she's smiling. Yeah, right? her mm-hmm. eyes
3: are big and bright like a little cartoon lady. Mm-hmm. She's no longer the sultry, I don't give a fuck, I'm over right, it. yeah. She's just very like, I'm cartoonish and happy.
0: Yeah, she's like, this one last toy is made especially for you. And he's like, is it a bug or a man or General Grievous?
4: What's it supposed 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 to to be? be?
0: And she's like, it could be anything. It could be a scarecrow who just jumped off the pole. And now he's free to do as he pleases. What's he do next? And he's like, oh, I get it. Well, now he's going to get crushed, right? And he's like ready to break it or whatever.
3: I suppose that could happen. (laughs) But then the story is over and you'll be bored again.
0: And he's like, so what do you think happens next? Mother, are we playing or something?
3: That's cute. Uh, yeah. Well, and you have to feel bad for this kid. Like, right. he's never had anyone to play with him.
0: Yeah. I thought this was a cute scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she's like, what if a giant bird appears?
4: But- you would
3: turn out like a fucking little psycho as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know exactly. What I mean? Yeah. If you had oh, yeah. zero human interaction at that age, like, no one plays with you ever, you'd, you'd be a little fucking yeah. asshole as well.
0: I like when he's like, mother, this this doesn't make any sense. Why would a dragon bird and the scarecrow be friends? And she's like, well, I don't know yet. I like that because when you were little and you played with toys, like it didn't matter. Like it was just whatever, right? You know what I
1: mean? Like that's part of playing is like, you're like, you got like Leonardo snake eyes and Optimus Prime (laughs) hanging out with Barbie.
3: (laughs) Or if you're like me and you have, severe adhd you'd be in class playing with you know those removable erasers that you could stick on the end of pencils so yeah could yeah draw little faces on them
0: yeah okay yeah that's cool
3: no it's not <laughs> <laughs> And he's 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 like he's all about it. He's got a little smile, and now his eyes take on a different quality too. They can fight monsters. Look, it's like magic.
0: It's like they're coming to life. And right? then just so, the
3: saddest expression in the world on right. this boy's face
0: when Lord Magnus enters. That's a great. I love the lighting of yeah, this panel. Real right? good. And he's like, ah, oh, there's a revolutionary prowling the night, and there's disease and revolt spreading. And there's wolves and the king's coming in two days and you guys are just playing around and all like, this like, stuff. There are
1: literal wolves at the door.
3: <laughs> His facial expressions are so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I expect you to play a grown-up part in it, Jonas. It's time we made a man out of you.
3: Uh, I don't like that.
0: just when this yeah. kid is starting to learn how to be a kid. Yeah. He's like, Now I'm gonna do something awful to you.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, you mentioned the uh, the mom, like her she's got like a you know, different facial expressions going on like she's actually experiencing joy uh this is like the first time that her hair is down too so it's like okay not only is he like using you know facial expression but he's also using like just small little details about the dress and like the hair to also kind of like add to that
0: over in the mines Things are continuing to escalate. The men are starting to cause a revolt from being in the mines for too long. They just want to celebrate Yule time with their families. This one guy's like, well, the Baron said to make examples out of them. So I guess like they kill a bunch of these dudes or something. And the sergeant's not happy about it. But we also see there's this voice that's affecting them, right? So there's one of these guards is like, ignore the voice and get back to work. But it's saying, free me, free me in this scary font. Oh
3: no, that typeface is so scary.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's got blood letters in it.
3: It does. It's got blood letters. John. Yeah.
0: So the sergeant goes home. I like how there's that little like grumble line or whatever that's like yeah. coming off the top of him. I
3: love a grumble line.
0: And when he enters, he's like, it's you, isn't it? The ghost wolf. The Santa. <laughs> <laughs> <I like that. laughs> how did you get in here? And Klaus says, I came down the chimney. I like that. Right. They. down the chimney. Something tells me your heart's not in your job, Carl.
3: I like the way he says that. Something tells me your heart's not in your job, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> this, the, I, that's the name that does it.
0: <laughs> so he's like, "Ah, oh, you're a veteran going back 35 years. You must have lived through a lot of changes. What happened? And so he mentions like how he thought he could change things from the inside, mm. but over time he just became a part of it. And now he's doing all this Lord Magnus's insane schemes. No one dares to fight. He goes, do you think I'm ashamed? The uniform, these colors—the red and the white—they used to mean something.
3: Oh man!
0: They will again, Klaus says. I'm throwing a Yule time party, and everyone's invited. That's a cool little like movie line or whatever, you know. throwing a
3: Yule time party, and everyone's invited.
0: That would be in the trailer, you know. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, it definitely would. Absolutely. So, Henry
3: Cavill, you got your work cut out for you. You got your
0: work yes, cut out you for do. you, Henry Cavill. I love as we pan back over to the castle that top panel. God, that's tremendous. Really nice. The colors, just everything. It looks super creepy. So Lord Magnus is making Jonas write a letter to Santa.
3: Brad Durf, chill out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> when Lady Dagmar says, what are you doing? He says, well, what does it look like? We're making a very special wish, my dear. And he looks all like Brad Durf
1: right there. <laughs> I like how he's all like, we're going to make a man out of you no it's got to be written like from a child
0: yeah so.
3: <laughs> what are you doing
0: really good yeah so we're gonna stop there uh, it was really hard to stop on this because i was like man now i want to know what's gonna happen right you know yeah. what i mean like it, it really hooks you and from that first moment where he did the magic broth i was like man i am all in sure. on this oh, book. yeah i'm so excited it's fun stuff. so it's been really great um and I love uh, all the history in it, too. You know, I, I love looking up all the history stuff. So, Hayden, I
2: what like- do you
3: like about it yeah.
2: so far? I love the psilocybin mushroom broth. It wasn't psilocybin. Um, I know, but it's, there was mushrooms in the in the first one. Whatever, w- whatever
3: think- was in those mushrooms, it wasn't psilocybin. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't. I got a good look at those mushrooms, and that's not what they look like. Don't eat mushrooms that look like that. You will poison yourself to death.
2: Isn't it the... Uh- the the ones that have the big red spots those are the poisonous ones uh
3: those are poisonous and also the red ones with the white spots those are poisonous Mm. don't eat them
0: but he's got the santa claus magic in the broth that's what he's doing he does and well and there was
3: another broth that he made out of flour so i think that these are um mythical fairy tale ingredients that exist in a world that we obviously don't exist in there's magic here so i will just say that these are made up mushrooms that could look like anything, and it's fine.
2: Oh yeah. What drew you to this? Uh, well, like I said, you know, I I got that first issue, uh, when it first came out, and I just I, I think a lot of it was the art. I okay. really like Dan Moore's art. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have read any of the like the newer comics that he's worked on, but uh, that Superman Batman series that he's working on is incredible. He draws a a great Batman. I yeah. could see that. I could chunky, definitely see
4: that. <laughs> he's got a mm-hmm. big
2: chunky utility belt with like a thigh. Oh. Pouch I love that. two. I love, I, I love a that. chunky utility belt. I love a nice.
3: chunky utility belt, Haydnor, and I love a big thigh pouch. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> loving <laughs> the
0: yarn on this so far. It's been really fun. And like oh, yeah. like we've mentioned several times, the facial expressions on the characters are just yeah. really expressive and nice. Yeah.
2: Morrison on writing. I mean Yeah. I don't think I've ever read a Grant Morrison comic that I didn't like. You know, like sure. they they just they they've got a great like mind for storytelling. Oh, you know, yeah. they're just one of those kind of people that like it just flows naturally through them like, you know, setting up a story, getting great characterization in there. It's just something like they were born to to do that. Absolutely.
3: Know? Absolutely they were. For oh, sure. Definitely. Hayden, how many people have you successfully gotten to read this story? You guys are
2: like the first ones. Really? yeah
0: well but then uh, um, everyone else who's listening and who's following along with the show too because
3: well uh, now all the in, book club members are gonna read. Yeah, yeah in yes. turn
0: in turn by bringing yeah. us onto it then all these other people so who knows danielle the answer is infinite well what i'm saying
3: is like if <laughs> if, if if i went up to somebody at work and was like look there's this comic book <laughs> it's about santa but he's badass yeah. he's like batman santa you know what i mean i would hope that anyone I went up to would be like, That sounds fucking great. You'd be like, That's not all. Grant Morrison wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That just sounds too fucking weird to be true, but it's it's true and it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. So thank you for this it's gift really that you've given us, Hayden. This Yule time gift that you've given us. Really oh. enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: really appropriate for the season. Yeah. And, You're
2: very welcome. I'm. I'm so happy that you, you know, decided to to read it because, like I said, it's one that I revisit uh, basically every year. And I mean, it's yeah. just it, it really, especially like the later issues. Like you know, if you guys eventually cover those, like I, I really think that this this series as a whole is like something r- genuinely special. It gives me the same kind of uh, feeling that I get reading All Star Superman. Like, when I get through, like, from issue one all the way to, like, the last uh, thing that they put out, okay. uh, it, it really does kind of give me that same sort of, I don't know, like, just good feeling, you know? I think like that's Like, you read all Superman, and you're like, I feel good now. Like, yeah. I feel good after reading that. Yeah. yeah.
3: I think that's wonderful.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think we'll definitely keep coming back to this series Uh, Maybe we'll we'll make it one of our traditions. Well, hey, Nora,
3: that's friendship. And that's the reason for the season.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. We'll have Hellboy Book Club next week, and then we'll come back and finish this off here on this podcast. Uh, I'm excited to hear what you guys thought about these first four issues, though. Let us know what you thought and let us know your
1: Yule time traditions. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. That was Klaus or Claus or whoever the hell you want to say it.
3: I think y'all settled on Klaus, didn't you? did we yeah
1: what have you settled on dear listeners <laughs> uh but i want to hear what you thought send us a hey you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com follow us on facebook and instagram at book club member comics and on twitter at book club members and as always you can find all of our resources on our podbean website our facebook about section and our link trees on instagram and twitter as always a special thank you to paul from got to for the listener feedback theme Thank you, thank you paul thank you only beast for the theme theme
3: you're welcome
1: i mean main theme i gotta keep saying that wrong mm.
3: <laughs> you're welcome uh, and we have a cd re- that we're releasing next week next saturday
1: oh it's so good yeah it's a so new good. album there you go new, yeah. album,
3: new album out next saturday
1: yes oh god i've had it Oof, so good Thanks. Uh, our logos by ross radke and our banners by matt streck by sure thanks guys is. thank you uh, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. Every little bit helps. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Everybody wants to be a book club member. Do it. Also, thank you, Hayden, for joining us uh, this week.
3: Thanks, Hayden.
1: Yes. And recommending this really fun story. I love you. Oh,
2: thank you, guys. Thank you.
0: And make sure to go check them out over at
1: Last Book on the Shelf. Yes, definitely. Great podcast
0: hey, over and there.
3: say something about Last Book on the Shelf.
2: We're three dumb guys, and we <laughs> read a book, and then we talk about it. It's a book club like this show, but for, like, book books. <laughs> Actual book club. Nice.
3: Back to you, Aubrey. Mm-hmm.
2: Next week,
1: we're going to be over at the Hellboy Book Club Podcast, and we're going to be reading Hellboy in Love, Goblin Knight. Mm. So you guys, I know that uh, the the trade just came out, so get the trade or the digitals or the floppies. Yes. And join us.
3: That's the most incredible title for a book I've ever heard. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead.
1: And join us next week over at Hellboy Book Club Podcast, and we'll be back here in two weeks for Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: I'm John Salinas. I'm a rude snow
3: sculpture. I'm Hayden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm obviously lovely saying, we're all bones in the end.
3: Oh, Jeez. We <laughs> have to take it there. So grim. Yeah. Golly. We're just hanging out. <laughs> or I
1: can say it like this. We're all bones in the end.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. It's yeah, true.